What's up, what's up? It's your girl, Just Be Real. And welcome back for another episode of Just Be Real Podcast. Glad to have y'all here because we get to chat up with one of my fave people ever. My sister from the Republica Dominicana, Claudia, Claudia Love. Y'all probably tired of me chatting, so let's get real. What's up, y'all? I got my good sis, Claudia, on the line. Okay, she repping hard, y'all. I wish I could see her, but she like repping hard. Got the Dominican Limite on, period. Like out here flexing for the people. But I told y'all that today's episode is special because one of my favorite people. So it's called Latina, which means let's always try incorporating nationalities actively because I feel like sometimes you can get so caught up in the black movement. Now I know our brown sisters can relate, but can't fully relate. So we gotta think about them too, because they're minorities just like us. So, you know, the only person I ever felt was right for the guest to be able to be the realest on the spot was Clyde. Because we go back, back, back to the days of Harlem Shakes battling the boys on the courts like real crazy. At Highlands, like real talk. Like, and then we used to beatbox and after school be trying to... Real talk, y'all might not know, but Clarissa was the first one to let me know that I could actually rhyme. Like, I didn't know I know what, what rapping was. Like, I heard of hip-hop, and I'm like, yeah, I ain't got that skill. She was like, all you got to do is just like writing poetry, just rhyming over a beat. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, we literally made up a rhyme out of nowhere in seventh grade. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I got some skills. So not only can I battle y'all on the chicken noodle soup, I can go ahead and really, like, mock, punish y'all on the mic. Oh, you should never show me that. It, it was over. I think I low-key still remember our rap, too, because it was to the um, Cosby Show theme song joint. The seventh season. Dang. Whoa, what was it? I don't remember. I think I remember. I remember the beat. If I hear the beat again, because we literally made the beat. We was beatboxing, thinking we was a little something like we was something special. But we was beatboxing it and still rapping. I'm like, yo, I will never forget that we was in the cafeteria. It was after school. We were just like, Billy by the ice cream machines. Remember that little area that had the ice cream, like vending machines and drink in the back of the cafeteria. And we'd be on the court battling the boys, whether be playing like, uh, what is that, knockout? We would be playing knockout, or we'd be having a, a get light battle. Like, we were all, if it was the t- the dynamic dancing duo on the court, I want to know smoke. I want to know smoke. Okay, real. Oh, and don't, and listen, I still got it. My, I might need some Bengay the next day, but I still got a little, you know, a little something, something. Hey, I don't know about the 5,000, more like a, a 200, because, you know, I got to take it slow. <laughs> You know, but like I was saying, you know, today's episode is called Latina, so I had to have, you know, Claudia on the mic. So, my girl, Claudia, tell the people who you is, who you be, who is Claudia? Yo, first of all, yes, 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 Appreciate you. Y'all need to tune in. Y'all know what y'all missing. But man, for real, for real, truly honored to be here. You know, it's Clyde. I'm just, you know, regular old girl. Girl, bye. Girl, bye. Who's living a Cali life? Who's living the Cali life right now? She's trying to act like she ain't been in Cali for years. Like, don't even do that. Like, oh, I'm just Clyde. Okay, but you're living in Cali. You know how you have to have, you got to be able to, okay, like, all she did was move to the West Coast, New York, like, real shit, like, that's all she did. It just got more opportunities, though, out there, though, I'm sure. Yeah, no. You know, you know, period, but I, 
I want to, especially um, after everything that's happened this last week with the, the shooting of the elementary school at Uvalde, Whoa. given it was majority, you know, Latinos, Hispanic kids, I was like, wow, that's crazy because I was going to do this podcast with Claudia not even knowing, like, nobody, I wouldn't expect that to happen the same week because I want y'all to really know her and I planned this, like, months ago, real talk, like, it was planned months ago, so, like, it just fit in our schedule to kind of get this done, and it's just crazy that that happened because I'm just like, yo, like... 10 days before that, it was just a grocery store joint. Like, why is it that y'all... And I think, honestly, truly, it's because in 2045, they're going to be the minority. So they're not ready for that. Because, like, literally, Latinas are really about to take over, son. And Blacks is right behind them. Then the Asians. And they're going to literally drop down to 49.7%, while the majority is going to be, like, 49 points, like, 9 or some mess like that. Like... Literally, the whole if y'all if my thing is this, y'all stop telling y'all children to start mixing with our people and y'all won't have to worry about y'all stuff being tainted. Which I used to say back in the day, the one drop rule. So, like, tell y'all kids stop making these mixed kids, y'all won't have to worry about y'all becoming extinct like dinosaurs. And I'm still waiting for the Simpsons for you know for that old Cheeto man to die because the Simpsons ain't lied to me yet, and I'm about to be 32. So, when is that happening, Simpsons? I'm waiting, Simpsons. Where's that, Simpsons? Cause don't play with my don't play with my emotions like that, son. I don't play like that, yo. That's what I'm saying. Like, so why is taking so long? Why why is taking so long? Like, I don't understand what the holdup is. Y'all need me to give you a little thrust. Y'all need a little donation. Of, you know, go fund me. I got you. Like, what's up? But like, I just feel like Claudia, you know, had to come in, and I felt like the most befitting person to bring in the intro was Celia Cruz because she was literally Afro Latina. Like, sis had all the melanin, all the melanin, okay, and was giving it to you. So let's get into it. So my Dominican sister, who I'm known for like twenty plus years or whatever, I've known you to always go hard for the Republican Dominicana. What prides you in your culture? So, proud Dominican, you know, very, very proud Dominican. And, you know, it, it's the people, man. It's the people. It's the vibe. It's the, it's the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, being Dominican is like, you know, everyone feels proud of where they're from. Of, of course. course. You know what I'm if but you don't, then that I, means you a I, simp. You, you stupid. Like, that means you, you ain't exactly. real. Like, you don't know you. Exactly. Exactly. Like, you don't know who you are. You're not loving on yourself. And, for me, being Dominican is just like it, it, it's, it's like I'm lucky. Like I hit the <laughs> it's like I'm lucky. I hit the jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> it's the dance. It's the it's the food. It's like when you touch down in an island. It's like the way that you feel. Like even if you're not Dominican, the way that you know our people embrace right. each other, we embrace other people. It, it, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I think that's the dopest part because I feel like when it comes to Dominican Republic, the fact that Haiti's literally right next door, you really do get that Afro-Latina feels because, like, how you going to just distinctly just draw the line and say, like, they wasn't the same people just by who conquered them is why they have different dialects in their conversation, like, real talk. You're not going to tell me that there's not no type of melanin in the water. Bro, there is no line. There's no line. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I be trying to understand when I be hearing Dominican, like, oh, I'm not black. I'm like, so really? Really? You're not? I want y'all to know. I, I will, Clarissa probably remember this, but I remember we was in after school in time, and someone was like to Clarissa, like, oh, you not black. She was like, if the way I'm going to have to get these roots done and get a perm, you would think I, you ain't going to tell me there ain't nothing in my system that got some type of black descendants. And people was looking at her crazy, but I never forgot that because it was just like, yo, you have this light-skinned girl saying that, like, yo, there's black in her blood. But I'm like, yo, Clarissa's roots thicker than mine, and I got some thick-ass roots. And we know my mama black. Listen, hello. And the way the Dominicans, you better the Dominicans to line that $20 washing set, the way they try to get them roots to make that, <laughs> that shit make. But you ain't going to tell me ain't no, no, I'm sorry, Negrita somewhere sprinkled, and I'm sorry, it's in there. Period. Like, you're not about to sit here and lie to me. If you don't know your history, then you don't Just say that. Just say that. But I feel like being a brown woman, how often do you feel like you're, you're seen that if even that even heard? Because I feel like brown women sometimes get sidelined because there's so much focus on the black man, the black woman, the black man, the black woman. I'm like, okay, you know, we're not the only ones here. So, like, how how does that make you feel? Well, I feel like, you know, 
you know, there, there's been a strong movement, you know, a strong black movement, a black empowerment movement. And it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, a beautiful thing. And it just, if you're smart, it just makes you want to really understand who you are. Right. What your roots are. Where right. you come from. And once you understand that, you, you have to understand that it's all one. It's all the same. It's all the same push. If black people win, brown people win. But there's no such thing as, there's no difference, bro. There's no difference. <laughs> to be honest. Let's no give it a buck. Let's so give it a buck. Oh, Brown. At the end of the day, that the whole thing, because look, everything is about separation nowadays. For real? You ain't lying, though. Bro, tell me how many crayon people you know. Okay, no crayon people. We're not, we all melanated. Period. At some point. Black and who's brown. We melanated people. You might have a little lighter lemon. You might have a little more, a little less. But even still, there's people I know that are dark, like, that are dark and literally, like, are fluent in Spanish and literally straight off of the, the Dominican Republic. And it's like, my nigga, just because your melanin does not determine how much you are, how much you can be a part of the culture. And I and I think Amara La Negra said it best when she was just like, yo, I am a brown, I'm Afro-Latina because clearly there's some, there has to be some black in my blood for me to get all this melanin. It's not just coming out of nowhere. Like, but I'm 100% Dominican. So I'm, like, she's like, they're like, literally my mom, my father, and look at her father and her mother, they're both brown mel more melanated skin dominicans that speak fluent spanish so it's just like yo you're not gonna sit here and tell me like you're you're better than me because you're lighter like what does that mean bro and, it, and it's so sad because even in, in in your own country within dominicans within brown people we could all be dominican and oh you're a little lighter but that means that you got that good let's talk about the good hair and the body this is this is stuff that we grew up on that really scarred us. Well, me. Let's say that I'm gonna just say myself. Really scarred me because being Dominican, you have family from all sides. You know what I'm saying? So we all Dominican, but you have I have a, a cousin that has blonde hair, blue eyes. You know what wow. I'm saying? Another cousin that darker than me and you. You know what I'm saying? So he will have you know. Oh yeah, I want to play with his hair. He has the nice little nice hair. Or the other one. Oh, I don't want to touch on her hair. You might like. Real, real crazy. So yo, colorism's so just as prevalent in the brown culture as it is in the black culture. Then real shit. Thank you. And, and it's, it's, That's it's, wild. It's another division tactic. It's another division tactic. It's, it's, it's caused by you know either white supremacy or. White I was just about to say that. Take the words out my mouth, though, sis. Let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? And it's you have to remember that it started there. My country was the first country that. This fool thought that he ran up on and was like, oh, I discovered something. Like, if I hop in your car, did I discover it? No, the car was there. <laughs> people that it belongs to. Like, what is Facts. So, okay. Facts. It started there. And look, this is stuff that, you know, people really don't talk about too much. I don't know what it is, but like I just said, there was people that was already there. The island was already filled with a bunch of melanated people. The indigenous people. Same with Puerto Rico. You know, the Tainos was there before they pulled up. Thank you. Thank you. We was Taino. We was Arawak. We was Arawak. That's what I am. I'm from the Arawak Nation. We got to remember to go back into our history and really, and really understand that we didn't, we weren't brought over here. Bro. Exactly. Same people in the United States. We was not brought over here. That that's a. And a lot of us don't realize that shit. And that's what I be trying to tell people because my dad never says he's Puerto Rican because he feels like he's so multi ethnic. Like at the point he's like, yo, I'm just Taino, and and I I never understood why I'm like, but you're Puerto Rican. Taino's Puerto Rican. Like I don't get it. And he yo, when I tell you, my dad used to only let me watch Taina. Taina was the only Nick show I was allowed to watch on weekends because it was about a Puerto Rican girl from the from Queens trying to make her best friend, and it was fully all you know all about Puerto Rican culture. So my dad, that was the only show I could watch, y'all. Real talk at his house because he was like, I've never seen this before. So like, it was a fascination. The same way it was like my brother and me was to my mother and all these other shows I grew up to. So he was like, so you can watch kind of my house, and then I end up watching Cops. Like that's literally was Taina and then Cops. Like that was it. You're watching what my dad was watching. Period. <laughs> So to see that and her name be Taina and she's Puerto Rican and, you know, from the Taino descent of the indigenous people, it's like, I'd be like, there's no black in you. I'm like, but Taino was at, was in your country too. So what are you talking about that 
what? So my dad's like, I'm thinking, you know, and I never understood it until I got older. I'm like, yo, he's really taken back to his original roots before it was kind of like whitewashed. Like, people, when they think Puerto Rican, they don't think about the Taino Indians or the Taino indigenous. They think about just like, oh, yeah, the Spaniards came and conquered, but there were people there before them. That's why, you know, Puerto Rico is called the Port of Riches. Like, clearly there was something the motherfuckers wanted. The rich port, you already know. Talk about it. But then y'all want to just act like, oh, and it kills me when people are like, oh, oh, San Juan or Bayamon or whatever. I'm like, yo, you know, there's other places in Puerto Rico. That's the tourist places. I said, there's still places now to this day that have been affected by Sandy and have yet to been built back because there's poverty, so poverty stricken. There's no way to build it given we're still a part of the U.S. as a providence. And you would think we still would get a piece of the pot and we don't. And they're like, so where's your family from? I'm like, Vierkes. They're like, where's Vierkes? I'm like, Vierkes is the rainforest, which means you literally have to be off the main island to go to it. And it's nothing but rainforest. There's bigger parts. Puerto Rico has many islands within itself. So stop thinking that old San Juan is just Puerto Rico. Like, y'all been whitewashed by America. To think that's the only parts of Puerto Rico. Right. Just like niggas probably said that Domingo is the only place in freaking Dominican Republic. Like, no, nigga. It's a whole island. Bro, that's that's a, look. You go to San Domingo, it's great, it's fun, it's, it's a great time. But when you go into the island, bro, that's when you have the most fun. When you go into the island, into the jungles, into like the rivers, the waterfalls, man, it's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful place, just like Puerto Rico. Our island, that's why they came to our island. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, Vieques is nothing but rainfalls, and and they have singing frogs. We're going to make the coquille the national thing here because clearly that's the only... They can't leave out the habitat. I don't know if you get I tried to bring one back home one time. She died on a plane. I was so mad. It was like, you know they only can live in the claimant of Puerto Rico. So why the fuck at four years old would y'all let me experience this shit knowing this is what happens? I'm not ready for... That's when I first experienced death. I was so mad. Like, fuck y'all for this shit. Why would y'all let me carry this shit knowing I was gonna die once it hit the plane? And then the plane got the AC on. Like, y'all really, that shit was, when I said closer, that shit clip, killed over within five minutes of being on that fucking plane. It was dead and I didn't even realize it. That shit stopped blinking. Like, why would y'all traumatize me? I'm so traumatized. So when I see go keys, I freak the fuck out because I feel like it's gonna just, when it just sits there, like, it's gonna be dead soon. Like, the whole time they're in their habitat. Like, the dis the disgrace the disgrace but I feel like there's so much appro for me I get tired because there's so much appropriation for Hispanic culture that I get so mad because it's becoming colonized by people in the U S like coquito is not something that you're supposed to be just out here selling that's literally a sacred drink that you have for holidays my nigga we don't celebrate Christmas we celebrate Christmas Eve that is how we celebrate together you don't drink that shit on Thanksgiving you wait till Christmas what the Y'all over here selling that shit. When I tell you that they take all, they take all of our stuff. That's why you can't separate nothing because they take all of our stuff. Let me tell you one that just, it 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 just, we gonna have avocado in the house, and we gonna have some bread in the house. Put a little avocado on the bread, and that's a whole meal. They charge you fifteen dollars now for a little avocado. Come on, de leche. Dulce de leche. The way they be making money on dulce de leche, it's like my nigga, are you serious? I go to places and I be like, Mufungo, that's what? Alcuparias. These not even, these shits is some fucking hard ass dough y'all just put together and just try to serve to somebody. Like, what is this? That's like trying to say that you make beef patties and you're Chinese. Like, the fuck is you doing? Yo, what they've done to the beef patties is just, oh my God. Yo. Like, bring them out here. And I'm like, nah, this is a violation. This should be, this is a violation. And now I'm seeing niggas over here having Dominican breakfasts and shit. I'm like, do you even, do you even know what you're eating? Do you know the delicacy of what you're eating right now? Y'all have no idea the blessing, like what? 
I'd be so the appropriate just as much I want y'all to know just as much as black culture is appropriated, so is Hispanic culture, because I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all listening are guilty as fuck buying coquito from somebody who's not even probably Puerto Rican. Cause I want y'all to know coqui, did y'all think of coqui, which is our national emblem, coqui, coquito, and it'll tell you when you Google it, even on Wikipedia, it comes from Puerto Rican origins. I want y'all niggas to know that. Y'all be appropriating the fuck out the culture. And there's some of y'all who are doing it knowing I, damn well Abuelita's recipes are not supposed to be shared. Y'all giving it to all these niggas thinking that it's a, something they could just be drinking whenever just because the weather cold. Knowing damn well that shit is safe for Christmas Eve. Y'all know better. Y'all already know because no, I want to know no Hispanic that I ever come to or Latina I've came in contact with ever celebrates Christmas. Everything's on a Christmas Eve. I don't, so if you... Period. You're opening presents on Christmas Eve. Christmas Day is just the day you literally are grateful for the birth of Jesus Christ. But you're literally celebrating on Christmas Eve. You're opening up your gifts. I don't care what nobody tells you. But you know, people don't be knowing that, and they be thinking like, I'm like, y'all, what do y'all, when I see Hispanic people, I'm like, you know, damn well, motherfucker, you don't celebrate Christmas. Why you post a picture, picture yesterday? Because y'all know y'all was together yesterday. Why you lying? Why you lying? You know, everybody was at the house yesterday. Why you lying? But back to back, look, I'm gonna get back on track. So, given that I know you are proud in your Dominican culture, what is your lineage of great women in your family? Like, how big has your heritage been incorporated in those family values? Because I know, I know you brought them with you, a hundred percent. You you got them with you for for life. So 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 all right. Of course, you know, I'm Dominican. My mom's Dominican. My dad's Dominican. My mom. Everyone. You a hundred percent, my nigga. You 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 a hundred percent like Big Pun said. You a hundred percent. I'm a first generation, right? First generation here in the States. And, you know, when my mom came over here, she came over here like when she was uh, like around 16, 17, in the 80s, you know, a rough, rough, rough time. That was a crack pandemic type times. And in the Heights, you know, it was crazy. crazy. Oh, explain to people the Heights because not everybody everybody from New York like us, so they don't know about the Heights. Yes. Because that's exact. That should always been little Dominican Republic. Just like there's little Haiti and little everything. Yes. Fuck out of here. Yes, right. So it's an area in uptown New York. That's where I was born. You know what I'm saying? And that's where my parents first came. That's where a lot of Dominicans come from the island when they come to New York. They that's Puerto like- Dominican. <laughs> <laughs> that's the Puerto de Dominican. Okay, period. So, growing up over there, you know, so me, right, my first language was Spanish. I didn't know English when I was younger, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it was very much, and I'm the first born, too, so I'm the oldest. I, I didn't know English. I only, they only spoke to me in Spanish. My mom eventually, you know, she did, you know, go to school. She graduated, everything from Mercy College. She got her education. Shout out to mom, dudes. Well, okay, shout out, exactly. Shout out to mom. But, you know, now, now I've been trying to, my grandmother, my mom's mom, I've been trying to teach her English. <laughs> Yeah, good luck with that one. Teaching a Hispanic, a Latino, a, a grandparent English is like teaching a mule to know not to kick. Like, it's not happening. But keep trying, though. It might be that one day where they might budge, and then they're going right back to their old ways. Fuck out of here. Listen, the only thing my grandma know how to say is she know, she know how to curse your ass out, you know, in New York. I'm about to say, she can curse you out. She might not know English, but she know how to curse your ass out for you to understand how to, period, okay? Period. Abuela not playing. No suegos, baby. No juegos, baby. Not over here. You don't pay that. But it was it was very much in that culture. And you know what's funny too? That I'm just thinking about like when I was younger, younger. You know that we have like my Haitian cousins. You know, I call Haitian. They're like my cousins. They're my brother. I mean, y'all from the same island. Same spot. Exactly. So you know, voodoo is a very um. Voodoo is very prevalent. I don't play with y'all with that shit. I leave y'all alone. That's why I try not to make sure I make too many Dominican Haitian friends. Cause y'all niggas got the woo 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 the woo woo. Oh, I already know. I stay away from a lot of them, too. I be like, I'm black. I'm too Christian for that. I'm Southern Baptist. That's when I be letting the black side come on. Fuck out of here with that shit. Oh, no. Oh, no. When I tell you that is part of your culture, too, like, that's what I'm I know. That's how my ass so spiritual. Look, that's how my ass spiritual now over here while I'm doing this podcast. Nothing but crystals just sitting here. <laughs> 
look, my my green aventurine, my you know, my yellow jasper, my centrine, you know, my moonstone. We gotta keep it together. That's Las brujas. Las brujas. Okay. Yeah, um, I remember doing like I remember just having like I don't know like they would have you know I was raised Catholic, you know, so I was raised Catholic, but um. So it was my father. I remember them having yeah, but they I remember like being small and they had like their little like little session where all the women would get together, whatever, and they would pray and it'll be like it was kind of scary, bro. Like I. Was, <laughs> Like, what's happening? Like, what is going on? Like, somebody, and it's like, because, you know, all right, so my cousins, they're, they're Christian. They're Pentecostal Christian, so mm. I the church a lot. That's the ones that be taking, speaking tongues, just shouting and falling out in the yes, church, God, Jesus. I already know. Shadrach, Meshach, and that bad Billy Goat. I'm very familiar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. If y'all couldn't tell with me, I'm always because you tell I was always the one that was like, I'm getting off topic, but it's okay. I'm gonna I'm drive us back at some point, just not right now. <laughs> I'm no good, y'all. I'm no good. Let me let her finish. Everything I do, it's in the music, it's in the um, and like the way that I speak. I didn't even know, bro, that I had an accent until my good friend. Shout out to Armando if he's even watching this, but he was the first person that ever told me that. Armando? You remember Armando? Armando? That's why you see my face like Armando? Yo. Yo. Shout out to Armando. Armando, you might not remember me, but you probably do remember me, but shout out to Armando. This dude said to me, like, you sound like you're an immigrant. I don't know how you got on the road. You're in all of this. I'm like, what? I don't have an accent. What are you talking about? Armando stayed cutting ass on anybody. I want y'all to know Armando cut ass on anybody. So we never took it personal. Of course. Of course. But, and you know, I'm going to cut ass right back on you. So you ain't Period. Period. That was back in middle school. And that's when I really know. Like, oh, damn. Maybe I do. Like, I, I never really, you know, I never really thought I did. But. It's just in the way that we were brought up. The 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 way that I eat, you know, now, you know, I, I, I could make all the, thank God, you know, we learned the freaking food that our parents learned and how my grandma cooks and stuff like that. Cause that's really our culture. That's what we got to keep going for our kids to know. One day, you know, we're we blessed to have children and stuff like that. They have to know all of this stuff. We got yeah. to keep the culture going. We have to keep the culture moving. So, you know, things like that, just like the music, the food, um, the way that we speak, the way that we, uh, are courteous ways like like you know keeping the house clean like certain things that's a ritual i want you to know by any latino yeah. a, a clean house says a lot about your and don't ever go near the altar don't go near the altar leave the altar if you see the altar literally pay respects and go about your business and that's it like Hispanics don't play about they they don't play about their Catholic religion, baby. So leave that holy water, that Florida water. Don't go near it. Don't touch it. Mind your business. Don't go near Saint Mary. Mind your business. When I tell you, it ain't even you know about that. Cause look, I respect people that still in the Catholic culture, and I don't want to get into that. Yeah, we not get into that. I'm just saying to give niggas for a warning when they walk in the folk house. Don't touch it. Mind your business. That altar is ours. Okay. No don't touch the rosary beads. Oh, don't do exactly. nothing. They copied that from us. You feel me? They copied that from us. I already knew that. That's our stuff. But, you know, the, the, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about. You know. I know. You know I know because I'm educated and shit. I'm educated. Hello. Hello. So, for those out there, you know, we, we could talk about that, but... All of that stuff, that, that's what raised me, man. And I'm so proud that um, I have my grandma around. I still have my grandma around. Very lucky. That's a me. blessing. Like, oh, my grandma is actually a blessing in my age, you know. And um, I'm still learning from them. I'm still, you know, you, you learn every day. And it, it's a beautiful thing. A beautiful thing. Yo, I wish. Because, like, for me, I didn't have that privilege. Because um, my dad was, you know, his family style wasn't a normal dynamic. Is what I'll say because I'm not going to put his business out there. 
But, like, I never met either of my grandmothers. So, like, I've seen pictures of my great-grandparents. Um, and I'm like, yo, they give what you said they're supposed to give. Like, the Italian, the Puerto Rican, I could see it. But I think the more crazy part is the one that was the lightest was the one that was Puerto Rican and the one that was the darkest, the one that was Italian. So, like, people don't really realize either it's still in Italy because Italy is so, Sicily is so close to Africa, that olive skin gets some melanin more than what it is, which is why it's so tan because, like, literally, they're not far, like, how Haiti is to the Dominican Republic. So a lot of... Like, when y'all see, I don't know if y'all, maybe a lot of y'all may not encounter true Italians that are straight from, like, literally FOB when we say fresh off the boat. Where, like, every person I know that's Italian, if I know that are in that area or, like, in the Tuscany, you know, Sicilian area, they have an olive undertone, which just pretty much shows that they got some melanin in them as opposed to those that are in Rome and the rest of them because they weren't privy to the sun as much as they were out there literally being laborers. And Sicily and then, you know, Tuscany and that kind of area, like in Mykonos. So, like, the sun is more prevalent where you're having to be forced to literally have to work in it and be around it. So, like, they have an olive undertone. So, when I came out lighter than both my parents, my ass looking at myself like, there's a little olive, but there's a lot of, there's some yellow in there. So, I'm like, so what the hell do you call somebody who got olive and yellow undertones and whole time, like, with the, you can't say that's a mulatto because, my nigga, there's olive and yellow undertones. My mom always says all the time, she's like, yo... You have yellow undertones, but they give us, like, olive. And I'm like, I know, right? She, like, but at the end of the day, you're still lighter than me and your father. I'm like, yeah, so that must be from his side, from his mother, who was, like, that Italian-Puerto Rican mix is probably why I got that. I probably was a generation to come up with the actual demonstration of what it looks like to have all the undertones and the features. Like, the wide nose, but the light eyes, you know, the full lips, but, like, still having a butt and everything mixed with black culture. I'm like... So I'm pretty much a poster child for what everybody wants to go under a knife for. Great. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. Sounds good. Got the melanin. Got the ass. That's inherited. Got the, you know, the cooking skills, you know. But I just felt like I wish I would have known them because I felt like there would have been a lot more because my dad's, my grandmother, my dad's mother, my paternal grandmother was Catholic. And my dad was raised Catholic, but he doesn't talk about it so much. So it's like, I wish I would have known how that was because she took on when she got married last name whitehead whitehead we all know is a slave's real name in north carolina but north carolina's where a lot of native americans were residing like so like given that they took their surname but it's like clearly you know where that came from so it's like so how does this intertwine you know what i'm saying so it's always a lot of questions but because my dad's not too into his lineage and i'm just now in my 30s getting you know the breakdowns of what he wasn't willing to share i'm like well damn so tell me more because my mother's family i know all of them south carolina where they come from how they were sharecroppers they they black they niggas they were slaves at a point in time like i get that but you're the one that has more of a multifaceted or multi-ethnic, you know, type of diversion where it's like you have Caucasian and black. And your mother even looked white, but she passed as a white woman the whole time she was black. Like, you know what I'm saying? So this stuff like that, I want to know those stories because it'll give me a better understanding of me. So all I can do is just take flags and just try to depict of what I could because I have no living grandparents on my paternal side. I have no living grandparents at all anymore. So the only culture I got to learn was my mother's culture, which is Southern Baptist. So when people are like, well, when you be like, oh, you be rapping, we didn't know you was Puerto Rican. I'm like, because I don't try to front, like, I know a lot about Puerto Rico. I know enough. I was fluent up to the time I was five. I was able to, you know, use it to as a second language to pass by in school. But it's like the true, eth you know, the culture of, you know, Alcuparias and, you know, Mufunga. That stuff I had to kind of search to find the answers to, like... It wasn't something where I can be like, yo, Abuela, what's this? Or like, you know, Abuela, what's this? Like, or no, no, what's this? No, no, what's that? Like, I couldn't do it. So it's like I'm taking from my dad telling me and using his his memories as my lineage guideline. And that should be hard because he's a man. So what you're going to remember is not going to be what a woman actually remembers and what she's endured to be able to understand how it was as a cultural, you know, a culture shock being here in America. That's so true. That's so true. Wow. That should be crazy to me. People be like, why are you so deep? I'm like, and why aren't you not? Like, because why would you not want to know? James Baldwin said it best. Know from whence you came in order to know where you're going. Like, so if you don't know where you came from, how the fuck are you going to be able to pursue any further in life? Like, that's not something that crosses your mind. 
For real, like if you don't know where you came from, you don't know who you are. Like how how do you figure out who you are? And and it's like all of these things, it's like in our DNA. So it's like all of these memories and stuff from the past, from other you know lifetimes of activity, it pops up in our everyday life. And if you know who you are and where you came from, you're like oh, that's why this triggers me, or that's why when I smell this, it takes me to this. Place. Exactly, transgenerational trauma. Yo, for real, that's it's a, it's a, it's very very real, and you have to um study in that. Like for me, I've always loved history. I don't know why. I don't know if it in um in our schools we had some great history. We did. Like, Mister Nerdin was my favorite. I love Mister yeah, Nerdin. Yeah. That was my favorite teacher, Mister Nerdin. I loved him. Shout out to Mister Nerdin if you're out there. Man, we we had some great history teachers that kept the fun, and I don't know why I've always liked history. And studying the history that they taught us leads me to other histories that it's just like, y'all lie. Okay, y'all lie. Facts. Facts. Y'all lie. Y'all lie. Mentiroso. Mentiroso. Yo, and for real, and for me, it really started in religion, bro. It all, my whole journey of like trying to figure out who I am and where I come from and What's who, like? What's the real deal? Started with with religion. Raised Catholic, you know what I'm saying? And Catholic is is very much very uh, traditional. You do the same thing over and over and over. Okay, you say the same prayer, you do the same thing, you go for an hour, you get out. But I see, and if you put it together, it's like okay. But all right, y'all go out, get drunk all Saturday night, mm-hmm. but then it's all good when you go to church on Sunday. You get go to mass, Hail Marys, this and that, and then that's it. Then you good, like bro. It just I saw a lot of hypocrisy. Then in my in my um cousin's church, uh, they Pentecostal Christian, and then they're they're a lot more religious. You know, you can't wear skirts, you can't wear earrings, you can't listen to. Um, Mundano music, which is just music that is not gospel, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of things that was very much different, but not with religion, I learned that, like, you have to have an actual relationship with God. With the Catholic religion, yep. it's just, you're doing the same thing over and over. So and that's the same thing for Seventh-day Adventists as well, because a lot of Caribbean cultures are Seventh-day Adventists mm-hmm. as well. Where today is yes, their Sabbath, yes. so they're not even looking at TV, doing nothing until the sun goes down. Like, they're not... They're literally sitting at home right now and just enjoying each other's company until the sun goes down. Right. Right. So with the with the Pentecostal religion, it was just like, all right, building more relationship with God, which was great for me. Because to to know what I know now, it just all makes sense. Build the relationship with God. Then I learned like <laughs> I kinda went like I veered off. <laughs> I veered all the way off. And I learned like different um just I mean studying different Religion, different, you know. Non-denominational, uh, just literally culture. exploring. Yeah, just exploring and getting more into the spirituality part. Before I got to the spirituality part, I really went through a phase that it was just like I've never been, um, I've never been atheist or nothing like that. I've oh hell no! I'm always believing God, but I went into um, learning about how you know. Jesus Christ wasn't really the dude that you think is Jesus Christ. And it was a picture of this dude. I forgot. Oh, yeah, because he had wool hair, wool, and melanin. And niggas be perpetrating like yeah, a white man with long, long, curly hair. Yes, really studying the Bible. And it's like, we're going to be religious. Let's talk about all the stuff that's in the Bible. All the contradictions that's in the Bible. And stuff like that. And it just made me feel like, okay, this was just all written by somebody. And look, I'm not knocking nobody's religion. I'm not trying to, you know... Do what you gotta do, whatever makes you happy, whatever keeps you sane in this crazy world right. living. No judgment, no judgment. No judgment, exactly. But for me, just just for me, that made me question everything. So once I, because I, I was very much a very strong believer, even though I was out doing crazy things, I always never lost my right. faith on God. Right. So learning all the different things, like okay, this is not this is not true. Like his birthday is not even on Christmas. He was really born in March, and then. Like then I studied it. I started studying the sun and how they say like Easter for Easter that he he, he equinox orthodox and then roll and he rolls after three days 
And that's literally how the sun does, like what the sun does around the same time. And it's yeah, like, the uh, the what is um, it? The something orthodox or something happens around that time. Yeah, yeah, the um the equinox. Yeah. So it, it's it's it, so it's it's all like the study of God. And then I started getting into Egyptian religion, and that's how I knew that we all black, that we all the same. <laughs> My nigga was like, it was the Egyptians that told me I'm a nigga. <laughs> But you know what's crazy though? With the crazy part about Egyptian culture, which I'm not even gonna go there because I'm a ruffle I'm gonna ruffle the feathers and make the girls wanna tussle when I say this. <laughs> but you studying Egyptian culture literally is the culture we all need to be studying but are trying to derive to not study because the hieroglyphs are gonna show that it was sexual fluid fluidity back in the day in Egyptian culture where that once in 1963 when the homosexual part was added into the Bible that was never fully truly constructed back in the day you had kings and kings rocking with each other and still going to rock with their wives and making multiple of their loins and still abiding by their ethnic boundaries but y'all want to be so quick to be judgmental like did y'all what do y'all think they were doing back in the day like come on let's be a hundred though like Y'all really thought it was no experimentation for us to know what the hell we're doing now for it to literally be a clear division yet again. To have some type of segregation, like, stop playing with me. Y'all don't want to study Egyptian culture because you're going to find the real truth and that everything that you believe is a fallacy. But y'all not ready for that conversation. Because literally y'all know spirituality is the ocean while religion is literally in a fishbowl. I want y'all to know that. That's real shit. Oh, that's a fact. Wait, wait, hold. Say, say it, say it. <laughs> I gotta say one more time for them, sis. Spirituality is an ocean while religion is literally a fishbowl. So, y'all, I'm gonna tell y'all like this. Y'all are sharks. A shark can grow in a tank, but it's not gonna grow to its maximum capacity to be at its best will if it's not in an ocean. So, therefore, I'll take it how you wanna take it. But... That's on y'all. I said what I said when I said it, and I ain't gonna ruffle too many feathers. But y'all get what I said. Those who those who know know. Those who don't, oh well. Yo, but you know what's funny though? We don't even have to go all the way back to Egyptian culture because I feel like that was way 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 back then. I feel like even in our like, cause I so I studied like um Arab culture and Dayo culture and just um like. What the so-called Native American, because they're not Native American, you know what I'm saying? But indigenous, so the culture, indigenous people. Culture. Yeah, and you know, back in the day, they wasn't no, like, when you talk about gender, right? They was no, like... They were gender neutral. It was gender neutral, and it's like, you go, you go, all right, of course, our bodies are different. Our bodies are different. You're born with, you're born with, but there was no gender role, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, there was no... You do what you're best at. Like, there was women that was way tougher than, like, look at the Lion Kingdom. You, you learn a lot from the animals, though. Like, Yo. Unless the woman... Shout out to all the Leos. I'm not a Leo, but I'm a Leo rising. So, that's my personality. And there's a lot of Leo in my chart. Like, Leo is a stellium. So, Leo's in my first house along with my Virgo. So, therefore, that says a lot for y'all. That's why I get both for you. I get both. Yo, and I'm a, I'm a Virgo rising. That's crazy. And nigga, okay, so Clarissa's birthday is like nine days before mine. Yup, yup. Y'all the 27th. Yo, she on the 18th or whatever. So like, exactly. we always, we always click. But it wasn't until I got older, I was like, yo, this shit makes sense because bitch, you have Virgo and Leo in your first house, and that's your rising and your sun. Bitch, you're going to forever give Leo and Virgo energy because you were born in 27, which was literally only three days, two days, four days into fucking Virgo, which is literally, you could have been, because mind you, I was a C-section. I was supposed to be born on the 20th. Oh, you're born I was supposed to be born as a Leo because my grandmother's a Leo because you know my grandmother was a 12. So she's about to be hyped because, she's about to be hyped because she was like, at least she made the Leo cutoff, my grandbaby, but my, I, my ass was so big and my big ass head and my mom got sick. So they ended up giving her a C-section, and when they did the C-section and scheduled it, it was for the twenty seventh, literally a week later, to see if I was going to come on my own. So now you got some back history how I am a Virgo, 
But I was a I was a C baby, so I was supposed to be a Leo. So it makes sense why. But I be laughing all the time when I tell people who are in astrology, they be like, "Yo, bitch, that makes so much." I understand you so much fucking more just by that story because the fact that they're in your first house that just literally shows that you were supposed to be a Leo. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that was to be my son. So, but it's my rising though, and it's okay. It's okay. We're here. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. So because because the doctors waited a week to see if I was gonna come on my own before they cut my mother open, you see how much seven days could change things. I went to a whole other zodiac. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> but since we're speaking about spirituality, you're enlightened spiritually in spirituality. You transcend flows through every year. Your social media awareness even you know proposes how much of spirituality is a part of your life. What pulls you to enter into this space? Um, so, so like I was saying before, like, it, it was more like religion really brought me into the spirituality side, like, and they just opened the doors to, like, one thing that's promised is change, right? Everything, oh, there's always going to be a change, there's always something new that you can learn. Once you stop learning, you might as well just, you know, get your casket, you out of here. Once you're not, once you're not willing to learn and willing to understand that, Things are going to change. You can't be closed-minded. You can't be closed off. There's always something that you're here to... to Absorb to and enlighten and expand your intelligence. Exactly. That, that's the whole point. That's the whole purpose. So, like, religion was what got me into um to spirituality. My history was what... The fishbowl got you to the ocean. Hello. <laughs> Don't let that go over your head. The fishbowl got you to the ocean. <laughs> Bro, for real, like, that is just like finding Nemo. You just gotta throw yourself out there. Okay! Period! Claro que si! You was a why kid too, because I know I was. I was always a why, 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 yeah, why. Why, but why do you feel that way? But why, why do they think that it's like that? Why they don't like me? Or why is it that they feel like I'm act this way? I always another thing that I always like to do is go against the grain, bro. Like if you think that you're gonna put me in this box, bro, I'm gonna make this into a triangle and then into the oxygen, and then I'm gonna make this into a circle, and I'm gonna roll my way up out of here. Like you're not gonna say that. Pretty much, she's in all of her geometry, period. That's that. Bro, on some real, real, like, real rap. Ever since I was little, everybody always tries to, and not for everybody, I feel. Or maybe it's just me. People always try to put you into, like, a certain category and a certain description, and you just have to fit this description. Right. It's just like, no, bro. Like, that doesn't, like, if it doesn't make sense to me, it's not going to work for me. And I struggled with that. Like, I really struggled with having to to find my own way and find be my own person. So would you say like so would you say sis like when the world try to dictate how you should move not only as a minority but as a woman like how did that make you feel that like they can't just check you off to fulfill their box expectations? Like what made you was like I'm gonna go against the grain and I don't give a fuck cuz I'm gonna make a I'm gonna be a mon, I'm gonna be a movement in this shit like period. It, it it really was just that that feel of like it just didn't feel right and for a long time well, for a long time, I went with the flow. I was very much a person that went with the flow. I didn't like to... Um, Tussle and ruffle the girls. Yeah, I didn't like to, you know, I don't like to ruffle no feathers. Like, I, I didn't want to... Because I already felt like people would look at me in a way that is just like, oh, she's trouble or she's going to do this. And, like, so I had to, I had to try and, like... You, know, to, you had to try to own the narrative. You wanted to take control of the narrative. Right, right. Like I didn't want them to feel like, okay, son, that is now or whatever it is. Like I don't know. I, I, I try, I try my best to try to fit into all of these things until one day you just like pop. You know what I'm saying? One day it's just like, yo, this is not me. This is not 
um, th this is not what feels comfortable for me. It doesn't feel right in my heart. Meditating and really like getting into myself really brought me to a space that it's just like, man, if you don't like me, there's no re or you don't like what I, I represent or what I'm doing or how I feel, then there's no reason that I need you around me. Like, Facts, no fiction, my that guy. That I appreciate that you are real honest and tell me that, okay, that's just not the way it is, so I could politely exit. Okay, know? exit uh, stage left. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like, on some real, like, it's the best thing when somebody just shows you their true colors. Show me who you really are so I can show you who I really am. And if we match or, we don't, if we match or not, it's a beautiful thing. It's but I always say energy never lies. People do. So your energy will say if we match or we not before you even open your motherfucking right. mouth. People are like, you're so judgmental. Is it that I'm judgmental or I'm discerning? Mm, think about it. Mm. Think about it. Is it the fact that my spirit has been here before and with my age, knowledge, and time that was acquired on this earth before I came here for my second term that I'm willingness and and, and not proud enough, but discerning and obedient enough to take what's been told to me by my prior self to know that you're not for me. And then I give you the chance and then you show your ass and you remind me why I said from day one you wasn't for me because your energy told on your ass. And then who was again? Oh, Jess, you were right. I told you that the first time when I interacted with this person. Bitch, I've been here before. She used to laugh, and I'm like, no, I'm somebody else's spirit who literally has been here before. Like, the way I love old school music and a lot of my whole mannerisms are very old school, outside of my mom being old school. Like, you're not going to tell me I ain't been here before. I'm somebody else reincarnated. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Because the amount of knowledge that I have is crazy. For somebody born in 1990, the abilities and skills that I have education-wise, like, first of all, my vocabulary. First of all, you get the highest you get on the SAT in 1600. Why the girl get a 1420? Mind you, I, st I studied for that shit, but I didn't study for that shit. Like, I got a 1420. So... <laughs> But when I say that I'm able to literally curse you out without having to use my tubative language, it is definitely not a fallacy to just go ahead and be anomaly, to be educated enough to go ahead and be able to foresee what's going to be in your future of me annihilating you. My mom's like, you just said what? I said, don't get it twisted. I'll have to curse your ass the fuck out in order to fuck you up in the head and really win this battle, my nigga. Like, what's good? She was like, well, I understood that. I'm like, but you see how I was able to deliver corporate and give you the hood side? I'm able to do both. She's like, well, what the fuck does vituperative mean? I'm like, look it up. Vituperative means profanity, exactly what you just did. That's what vituperative means. She was like, yeah, no wonder I just got a 1420 or SATs. And still she gets the girls caught up all the time. They be like, what? You said what? I said what I said when I said it. Just use, use Google because I know, I know I got you messed up. When I learned that my biggest, my superpower was here and here before having to use these, I was like, oh, baby, I won. There you go. I won. Go. I won. And reading only enhances it even more because what you didn't know is that second grade, okay, when I was in second grade before you came to White Plains schools, they wanted, they put me, and I took the aptitude test, and that's when I got put in wings because they gave me calculus equations. Oh, I was able to do them. Right, when I was in Wings, right? So, <laughs> Clarissa know about Wings. Wings was, in a, Wings was on a whole separate section. It was literally, y'all want to know how crazy Wings was? Wings was an accelerated program for kids who were smarter than their age, right? But why were we in the remedial area of the building? Like, we literally had a classroom next to kids that were special needs. But we weren't special needs. So how much of a contradiction was that shit that you literally have kids who are doing college algebra at eight years old next to kids who are literally veget in, in a vegetative state? That shit to this day will never make sense to me. That's crazy. 
Because that literally just shows the haves and the have-nots in an American form without really showing what it is by, like, literally trying to hide it. Like, it's not strategically done. So they wanted to skip me to fourth grade. My mother was like, no, she wants me to go ahead and be able to grow with my friends, have the, be able to learn how to be a kid in my own age group. It was already bad enough my birthday was a month before, a week before school starts. So it was a push to get me in, as is with my class. So my mom didn't want to take that privilege away from me. So when we got to middle school, when I met you, they wanted to take me from sixth grade and put me in eighth grade. And my mom was like, that means that you're taking her whole middle school career. She just got here. Like, she plays basketball. Like, how's she going to go from, you know, the girls team with just sixth graders to now you're trying to take her to the eighth grade team. The whole time she's a sixth grader, given I know her skill set could probably take her there. But it's like, you're pretty much making her grow up faster than what she was. Little did my mother not know by the grace of... See, this is how I say when I say God comes through, he comes through. Because my mother was like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, she has real close friends. That's something I had like you, Ayana, Jasmine, Jasmine, like the whole squad. So I wasn't going to just... Shout out to the table! Shout out to the table! Yo! So my mom was like, I'm not going to do that. Like, she got real bonds. Like, And that's literally putting me with like Whitney Ford and Kiani and all the rest of them, like literally the people I hang with, bigger sisters. Like, why would you do that? Like, I don't belong there. Like, they're they're way ahead of me because they're about to go to high school. So you're pretty much telling me that you're trying to take me. I just got to middle school. You're trying to put me in high school now because you're giving me one year in middle school in reality, and then forcing me into a space and arena that I'm not literally mentally mature enough to handle. Like, imagine a 13 year old me, a 12 year old me going to high school. Like, what the fuck am I doing in high school at 12? But it was a it was a setup for failure because I was black, so they wanted to go ahead and try to see if I was going to conform to what was around me in my environment. Because as a middle class child, to their theory, I was supposed to conform by what's around me to see if I was going to try to make myself older. I was like, no, you're not. Know, my child is no fucking guinea pig. I know what the fuck y'all trying to do. I was like, right, Jackie, took that shit. Now I'm like, yes. But whole time she was right because my rape happened when I was twelve. If I was twelve and I was already in high school and that shit would have happened. I don't think my mental capacity would be in a space of therapy being my healing because I would have already had grown up fast because that happened, then I'm already in high school. So you didn't give me a chance to be a kid to even know what a kid feels like. I think because my mother kept me in there in sixth grade to allow me to know what it is to have to be a child and that literally it's not my responsibility because I'm not in that space to be conscientious enough to know the true rights and wrongs even though I know them by morality. It was kind of like, it allowed me to know that when I got older, that wasn't my fault. If you would have pushed me into adulthood off the rip and with teenage kids that are in puberty out here fucking and sucking, then I'm going to think it was, I would have literally continued to blame myself even going to therapy like it's my fault because I'm hanging around going to kids. So it would have gave me the pressures to feel like it was my fault when it wasn't. But having been around in my own age group made me feel like, like, yo, that was out of your control. Like, motherfucker, you was a kid. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's one thing my mother didn't know she saved me from. But she really saved my mental, like real shit. Cause I would not be the person I am now, yo. Yo, you would have, you girl, you would have definitely fucking surpassed and, and, and did what you had to do and, and, and pass everything you needed to pass in the curriculum, cause you know it's a setup. But that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. But she knew mentally, you know, she mom, your mom, no, no, shout out to your mom, man. <laughs> Jackie, you the go, you the go, Jackie, you the go, you the go. But I just also feel like being from New York, it's a state known as like the melting pot, cause like you know Ellis Island, everybody came to New York to kind of get their welcoming into the country. How has grown up in New York, but now living in Cali, been a transformation in your growth and like your identity as a person and the cultural differences? Cause I know here, like on the East Coast, Dominicans got their own day, they on parade, everybody going crazy, like. The culture is our day we repping. Like, so has that been a transition for you being out on the West Coast now? The West Coast it was humbling moving over here. And New York was humbly. Humbling. You know, so it's, it's, it's humbling. a lot of us in New York. But out here, you know, I was kind of like a uh, like uh, a priority. Like, there's no Dominican. When I first moved out here, which was in 2011, 2011. Damn, it's been that long? Oh, it's been that long. Bro. 13 years? 11 years. Almost 11 years? Almost that 11 shit is years. crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Like, I was 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 like, I was
crazy, bro. I'm talking about crazy, bro. That was the year before I graduated college. What the fuck? I turned 21 and then moved to California. Yo! <laughs> yeah, man. But now when I moved to California, I had everything. It was all set. It was good for me to move, whatever. And But I didn't know nobody. I didn't know anybody. Right. People, it wasn't like I was going like, into a school that I could like meet more people. Even though I did go to school for a little bit, but it was it was just humbling. Like it was a, it's a completely different culture. Um, New York has, like you said, it's a melting pot. It has a lot of different cultures, a lot mm-hmm. of different people, a lot of different food, all of the above. And now here, bro, that ass, when I moved out here, I saw how much more, like, it's a little bit more. I don't see it now. So, bueno, it does happen now. I still do see it now. Race is definitely still a prevalent separation tactic that they use on us, right? But out here, when I first moved out here, I saw how really prevalent it was. Like, it was known, like, you know, out there, it's a whole bunch of races, but we kind of get along. You know? Right. For the most part, we get along. Out here, it's like, nah, it's either you're black, Mexican, white, or Asian. And Damn, the chulos be trying to put you in a chulo. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> it was no, and listen, correct me if I'm wrong, probably my people, probably y'all already know, but y'all know. Y'all know, y'all the one that told me. Y'all know what's up. Y'all know what's up. So pretty much you became an anomaly in where you were at. You became an anomaly. Like pretty much became not even like I won't say a prototype, but an anomaly because if you're not in a whole Huh? They thought I was black and then Yeah, I you know me. I left I left for college and never went home. We grad when I yo you're laughing, my nigga. We graduated June 26, thousand eight. I will never forget that shit. We graduated June 26, thousand eight from White Plains High School. School started for me on August twenty fifth, two thousand eight. We left on August twenty second, two thousand eight. I left that motherfucker and I ain't never lived there since. I swear to you, since August twenty second, two thousand eight. I ain't lived at 45, and I'm not going to give y'all my address, but I lived at 45 on the top of that fucking hill ever since, and it's been fucking, what, almost 13 years since I left home? So you still, you, you still don't live out there, huh? Hell no, I'm in Charlotte. <laughs> Girl, I literally went to school, stayed there from 08 to 18, literally 10 years, got a job, like, niggas thought I was joking, so I'm not going back home, they were like, you're lying, you're gonna end up going back home, I went back home to drop my stuff off to go home for a week, ended up getting a job a week later, got an apartment in that same fucking week, went home to get my shit to come back to Delaware, and stayed in Dover, because I had a boyfriend at the time that was still in Dover, he didn't graduate until a year after me, and my LS wanted to be off campus, so, like, I got us a two-bedroom or two-bathroom apartment, what, stayed in Dover for what, four years, no, yeah, for, stayed in Dover for two years, so from 2012, after I graduated to 2014, because I literally was commuting, 2014 to 2018, I was in Newark, got the job in Charlotte, been here ever since, going on year four, on August 15th, it'll be four years I've been out here. Let's go, that's, listen, that's shit. I ain't, I ain't live, I go to, I go to New York to visit often, but a nigga don't live there. I might go for my look. I might go for my inspection and shit, renew a license, which I ain't got to do for another ten years. But 
I don't live there, but I was determined to not go back because I just felt like there was not going to be nothing for me if I went back. It was going to be the same niggas, which literally when I go back home, it's the same niggas doing the same shit they were doing when we were, when we were fucking 17. Living the same fucking lives. I don't want to see that pathetic shit. Because I didn't need to go to college to explore and just learn other people to come back to the same mediocre bullshit where I'm no longer 17. I'm now fucking 22. I'm not doing the 17-year-old bullshit no more. Hanging on the ab is not cute no more. Like, that's not what we're going to do. <laughs> the ab, yo, the ab literally had us at one end, and then the the white drunks at the other at the bars and shit. Oh, the ab! Oh my god! Yeah. It it was oh, yo, it's been a minute. Coldstone was always our after spot too. That and Famiglia, we used to get the Coldstone and Yo, and it was crazy because like y'all attacked me some shit yesterday. It was like, yo, remember these days when I used to call you or send you an email like I'm about to leave my house now to meet you. We supposed to meet at two o'clock, and you know it took fifteen minutes because before niggas had text messages and cell phones. I'm I'm walking now. I'm about to walk meet you halfway. That's how niggas went up at the mall and shit. Okay, bro, we have to know the exact time that you was leaving the crib, bro. Period. But y'all, this conversation is going too well. I'm gonna have to make this a two part. So. It's going to be part one, so come back for part two, all right? Don't leave us.